stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, the UCP leader, uh, Jason Getty, was talking about education this week, which is uh, the context of where the GS, uh, GSA issue came up. Now, the UCP are talking about uh, other changes to education. Uh, and the ATA, the Alberta Teachers Association, uh, holding a news conference today to respond to some of those proposals and their concerns about what might come in under a new government. So joining us to talk more about it is Greg Jeffrey, president of the Alberta Teachers Association. Greg, thank you for joining us here. My pleasure, Rob. Good afternoon. All right. Well, talk about, you know, the decision by the ATA to weigh in. I mean, did you see it as your, your role to to contribute in an election campaign or to be debating or responding to, to certain parties? Where, where do you see a, a role and a voice for your organization? Okay. I, I really need to make something clear as, as we start off, Rob. Uh, our Alberta Teachers Association has a long history of nonpartisanship and we're going to continue that. But we are political. We're focused on issues and policies that affect public education, but we're not focused on whichever party are, are presenting those issues or policies. So we're, we're talking about educational issues here during the election. All right, because it, it, it comes across as you're, you're, you're attacking the UCP, uh, that you, you prefer the, the current government. Uh, no, there, there's there's some things uh, that we appreciate that the UCP okay. is doing. Uh, their focus on uh, existing funding, uh, staying at the front line, and they they're wanting to cut bureaucracy. That that's good stuff. So okay. uh, so uh, the problem is not with the UCP; it's with some of the positions that they've taken. All right. Well, and I think certainly one issue where it's fair to to get a response from teachers is on the GSA issue because Jason Kenney specifically said that it should be teachers who are making the determination about communicating certain information to to parents potentially outing kids. What what do you say to that? Well, teachers really appreciated Bill Twenty Four because it provided clarity to them, uh, and it provided perhaps even some protections to them in terms of uh, the coercion they might be receiving uh, to uh, divulge information that perhaps they would rather not divulge. Are, are there provisions, though, that if teachers are concerned about a situation, that, that they're able to, to do something about that? Oh, certainly. If if the safety of the child was at risk, absolutely. And and I I will say that that is the teacher's concern uh, in a situation like this. Uh, the well-being of the student is the primary concern of Alberta teachers. Uh, and uh, you know what I would say to parents on this one is that if you wish to know about your child's participation in a GSA, ask them. Yeah, well, I think that's reasonable. Okay, so let's talk about some of the other changes uh, that are being proposed. Proposed. What, what is it then that, that you have concerns with? Uh, there's a focus here on on testing, and and that is quite problematic. We're looking at high stakes testing for for six, seven, and eight year olds in terms of literacy and numeracy. Uh, the return to the 50% weighting of the diploma exam creates a real hardship for certain students. And then testing for teachers we find quite problematic and uh, really working in complete opposition to the concept of professionalism. 
All right. So, well, yeah, what the UCP has proposed, they would bring back grade three provincial achievement tests. They say, as you mentioned, the 50-50 split for diploma and school grades for grade 12. There would be language and math assessments for students grade one, two, and three. Don't standardize testing. Uh, doesn't that approach give us at least kind of an apples-to-apples comparison of, of where schools are at across the province? Well, it can, but there are so many factors that can affect it because it's just a... Uh, a one-hour, two-hour, I don't know how long some of mm-hmm. these exams would be, snapshot in time, and there are so many other factors that could affect the situation. Uh, I, I often tell a story of uh, one of my grade 9 math students a number of years ago who was an 85-90% math student uh, but scored 25% on the provincial achievement test. So I, I just couldn't believe it as I was marking the exam uh, and, until I discovered later that his father had been hospitalized the, the preceding evening. So he was in no condition to be writing a, a test of this magnitude. So there are factors like that can, can certainly skew the results. Well, and, and sure, and, and, and that's going to happen. I, I don't discount that. I, I, to me, I see the value in you know, providing a benchmark for a school. If a school's test scores are going up, if a school's test scores are going down, and you can look at it in a five-year or 10-year snapshot, that gives us an indication of what might be going on, not even necessarily to compare schools to other schools, but to, to compare schools to themselves. Well, and and the other factor is who are the students at the time? Uh, I, I taught grade nine math for for a long time, and I had a cycle of about five years where my students' results went up and down year by year uh, in, you know, the 10% range. So uh, what was the variable factor? Either I took every other year off and just coasted, or I had different kids in the class. So uh, I guess there is some value in longitudinal data, but I wouldn't put a, a whole lot of weight on it. Okay. But, I mean, it's not the ATA's position that we eliminate standardized testing. I mean, we do still have it to some extent in, in Alberta. You're just... You prefer it to be more limited, then? We do, and uh, we we believe that now they've uh, improved and streamlined the student level of achievement exam that does now exist in grade three in replacement of the provincial achievement test. That that is a more valuable tool. It's a diagnostic test, uh, and and the results are available to the teacher, the student, and the parents. What about the issue of school choice? Now, one thing the uh, UCP has talked about is lifting the cap on charter schools. Uh, I, I think charter schools have been a success story in, in Alberta, but does the ATA see that a little differently? Well, by definition, charter schools are public schools, but truly yeah. they operate like private schools because they don't have a democratically elected board governing them. Uh, they also have right of refusal, so they can turn students away. So you you will not see a whole lot of inclusion happening in charter schools, but they are receiving the same funding as public schools. So uh, there's decided advantages to charter schools in that regard. But the ability for parents to start charter schools, to, to create programs maybe that, that better fit the learning needs uh, of their kids, uh, without making it only for the wealthy and that it's accessible for families still within the public system. You don't see value in that? 
Well, there, there is value in that, but I would point uh, especially to your listeners in Calgary uh, that uh, a good model for that exists up here in Edmonton Public Schools where they have uh, a wide range of alternative programs within the public school system and, and access is available to all students of Edmonton Public. But even within those programs, I mean, there's, there's limited space. True, yes. Right, so it's, yeah, I mean... It, Parents may, may have trouble getting into those programs versus a, a charter school that might be full as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so that, that's a concern. Uh, what, what else did you want to highlight here? We were really concerned that there was nothing in the, uh, the election platform for education dealing with uh, class size and support for students with special needs, the, the supports for inclusion. That is the pro, those are the primary issues for Alberta teachers, especially class size. Our uh, election advertising is all based around class size. So, you know, you may learn something with these new tests, but if the teacher doesn't have the time or the resources to deal with the result of that, what good was the test anyway? Uh, so uh, class size is a big concern. Have we made progress? What's the status of the class size issue right now in Alberta? Well, class sizes have risen steadily since 2009. Uh, back in 2004, when the Alberta Commission on Learning made its recommendations, there was also a class size initiative funding put in place and boards were required to report on the use of that funding until 2009 when boards uh, complained that the reporting was too onerous so the government of the day said well let's just not worry about that reporting and, and class size has risen steadily since then. This is the situation that uh, uh, was highlighted last February when the Auditor General of Alberta said he could not track where in excess of $2.7 billion had gone uh, from that class size initiative funding over that time period. So it's still within school board's budgets, uh, but he couldn't say exactly where. It's not like the, the board went to the Bahamas for the weekend or something. All right. Uh, more at teachers.ab.ca. Greg, thanks for joining us here this afternoon. Appreciate it. Always my pleasure, Rob. Take care. Greg Jeffrey, president of the Alberta Teachers Association. So the uh, issues they're, they're trying to raise through this campaign, he says in a nonpartisan way, they're concerned about class sizes. And as he as he admitted there, it's not an issue that the NDP has managed to make uh, any progress on. Has concerns as well about what the UCP is proposing around GSAs, standardized testing, testing of teachers, charter schools, and on the class size issue too. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.